Well, I want to thank you again for joining us for this episode of The Blessing from the Valley. This is your host, Mark Brandon, and we are coming to you from Chattanooga, Tennessee. If you're ever in this area, we'd love for you to come and visit the Tiftonia Baptist Church. We had a lot of visitors on last weekend. We were so very thankful for that, and uh, we would be honored if you would come and stop by our way. You can find us on the web at uh, Tiftonia Baptist uh, or TBC Chattanooga. I have actually TBC Chattanooga, and that will bring you right to our website. And then, of course, you can find us on Sermon Audio on Facebook, YouTube. And so uh, we'd love for you to come if you're ever in this area, come and see us, and uh, we'd be honored to meet you. I want to continue my thought, our little thought here that we're dealing with in Matthew chapter 6, the beloved Sermon on the Mount. He deals with so many subjects here uh, in this discourse. One of the longest discourses that the Lord Jesus spoke while he was here on earth. And so I want to just focus in on this thought again in verse 33. That's the popular verse in chapter 6. The Bible says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And we kind of started this yesterday by talking about all of these things. He was talking about people worrying about their physical necessities. Um, You know, He's talking about you're either going to serve God or you're going to serve mammon. And then he says, take no thought for tomorrow because, you know, basically what you drink or eat, he says, I'll take care of all of that. He said the fowls of the air and also uh, all of the animals, they don't, they don't worry. And so he's telling us not to worry. So these are the things he's talking about being added. But I think what happens a lot of times is we look at that verse and we think, man, we ought to seek him and his kingdom first. And then we'll get all the benefit from that. Well, we do. But I want you to take note of who is asking us, who is pleading for us to seek him and his kingdom first. That's none other than the Lord Jesus Christ himself. So this is really a plea from the Lord to the people that he was speaking to then, which was many, but it's also a plea to us. If we're saved, we ought to seek his kingdom first. If we're not saved, we still ought to seek his kingdom first. You ought to seek him. He's seeking you. And you ought to just uh, trust Jesus Christ as your Savior, and then all these things will be added unto you. But we talked about this plea for loyalty should be honored considering who's asking. So we know that it's the Lord Jesus Christ. We also said that he is the one that set the perfect example in his loyalty to God's will. And as him being the God-man, he could speak from experience, having been tempted at all points, but yet he was loyal to God and to his kingdom and to his will. So What a great uh, example for us to follow. But today I want to look at this. The plea should be honored when considering the speaker, but I think also the plea should be honored when we consider that there's really only two choices. Verse 24 says this, No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. So what a principle here. So we really have two choices. And by the way, let me just say this. God always gives a choice. You know, um, love is a choice. If God made us love him, that would not be love because love requires a choice. And even if you read all through the word of God, God gives us free will. We have a choice. We, We make decisions in our life. Now, when we think about this passage of Scripture, God gives us a choice. He doesn't say, okay, now I'm going to save you and you're going to serve me and you're not going to have a choice with it. No, he doesn't program us like a computer. 
he gives us a choice because he wants us to choose to love him. He wants us to choose to seek him. Think about it. If someone was being made to do something, that's not love at all. We wouldn't want someone to do something for us because they have to. We want people to do it because they love. So it's a choice. So let me just say this. When we think about this choice, if we are divided in our loyalties, I'm going to tell you what normally happens there. It always results in unfaithfulness. Now, you can look at that at anything in life. If you're going to try to do two things and you're going to try to love two things, then you're going to have divided loyalties. You're going to be, you're going to be pulled. And, and by the way, we all can fall trapped to this in many areas of our life. In so many areas of our life, divided loyalties always result in unfaithfulness. When we are not divided, when we are completely not loyal to one particular person, then we will be unfaithful to that person. And we we should desire to be faithful in all of our relationships. But when we get divided loyalties, when we when we look at uh, something that we shouldn't be loyal to, and we start giving loyalty to that, then what happens? The natural result of that is we're going to have unfaithfulness, it's going to be a divided faithfulness to two different parties or to two different things. So here the Lord is saying to us, look, you have a choice, but I'm pleading with you to choose to seek my kingdom first. Because if you don't, he says, if you want to try to serve that and something else, then you're not, you're not going to do one justice. There's always going to be unfaithfulness to the one. And we ought to be faithful to the Lord. Why? Because he's faithful to us. So he says to us, because he's pleading with us to be loyal to him and to seek his kingdom first, then that should be honored knowing that we have a choice. Because if we have divided loyalties, that always results in unfaithfulness. Now, let me just say this. If we are loyal to Christ, it really calls for nothing else than absolute, total, complete service to him and loyalty to him. Think about it. Isn't that the Christian life? And by the way, you say, well, Brother Mark, I'm living right now and I'm struggling right now with some things in my life. And I can't say to you wholeheartedly that the Lord, that I am completely 100% loyal to him and I'm not totally serving him. Well, that's, that's the mistake that we all make. But here's the, here's the absolute uh, great truth on this. Then get your loyalties where it needs to be and you'll serve the one that you're loyal to. And we ought to be loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ, and we will serve him. When we are loyal to someone or something, then the service to that, the giving of that, the sacrifice of that, the seeking of that, it just comes naturally. So what we do as Christians, we we try to have divided loyalties, and we try to you know serve the Lord a little bit here, but really we're divided in our faithfulness to different things. Well, if we're loyal to the Lord, and what he desires and what he's pleading for here is for us nothing less than to completely and wholly serve him. Now, that's the beautiful picture of the Christian life. And I'm thankful that he is our greatest example. Listen, he was loyal to God. And in doing so, he suffered and bled and died on, this, on the old rugged cross and paid for our sin. He served the Lord. He served God's will. He pleased God, and he is our greatest example. When we say to someone that we're a Christian, then we should be serving the Lord. We should be living like Christ. Now, again, we're human. We're going to fail, but yet if you get uh, off track, then get on track. You say, well, Pastor Mark, it's not that simple. Well, it really is. It's your choice. It's my choice. 
We can continue to try to serve God and mammon, which the Bible tells us that that's going to result in unfaithfulness. And the Bible says the just will live by faith. And so we can choose to try to do that, but it's not going to be pleasing to the Lord. Or we can choose to be loyal to Christ, and that would call for nothing less than to give him our service, to give him our love, and for us to seek him with all of our heart and with all of our life. And by the way, we have a couple of enemies that's trying to keep us from doing that. Number one, we know the devil is real, and we know that he influences our life. But we also realize that our flesh is real. Our flesh craves to do that which is evil. Our flesh craves to do that which is sinful. So we must yield to the Spirit of God and allow Him to help us to choose to be loyal and to submit our lives to the Lord and to seek His kingdom. Now, I will say, here's what's blessing. The plea should be honored not only because of who's speaking, but also considering the two choices, but the plea should be honored because we're considering the result. Now, here we go. We think about it. He says, look, if you will seek me, then look, all of these things shall be added unto you. See, loyalty to the Lord, here's what it guarantees assurance of God's provision in our life's needs. I want you to think that, think about that. And also, loyalty to the Lord abolishes, it helps us to overcome an anxious or an over-anxious or a worrying life about our needs that we have to have. And so I want you to think about it. The plea should be honored because, yes, all of these things are added unto us. We shouldn't have to worry. There shouldn't be an over-anxiousness about the life's needs, nor should we understand this. God's loyalty to him and seeking his kingdom, here's what God guarantees. He will provide for our life's need. What a blessing. Amen. So let's honor this plea of being loyal to the Lord. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for listening today. Our prayer is that this episode was a great encouragement to you, and we invite you to join us again next time for the blessing from the valley. We want to welcome you today to the Blessing from the Valley podcast with your host, Pastor Mark Brandon. Join Pastor Brandon as he takes a new look at the old book, the Bible.